Hello and welcome back, all you sojourners out there on the great wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam Thayer with more on the art, science, and eye-opening revelations of going invisible. Here in his guide, Dark Jules explains why our attentional peripheries must stay flexible to adjust to changing conditions and individual needs. Few things in life are more frustrating than feeling responsible for things over which we have no control, says Doc. Nothing good comes from passively witnessing tragedies and injustices that make us anxious and sad. Yet that is exactly what we expose ourselves to daily, even hourly, in undeflected econoculture. Right at this moment, someone somewhere on this planet is bombing a hospital full of babies. Right this moment, thousands of people are drawing last breaths before dying of starvation. Right this moment, a suicide bomber is blowing up a crowded cafe somewhere. The magic of modern communications technology brings one after another shocking disaster to our attention almost as soon as it occurs and follows with 24-hour coverage of the disaster's aftermath as it unfolds. Every day becomes a new catastrophe or two or three tearing at our hearts. There's really not much we can do about most of it. If we have the means, we can contribute to the aid funds, assuming we can discern the legitimate from the fraudulent. Praying is cheap and popular, but not noticeably effective. Doc considers it a way of convincing ourselves we are being helpful when we're not. We can volunteer to do something, but what? Most ordinary folk can't rush to the scenes of foreign disasters to fill sandbags or bury bodies or whatever else is required. So what we end up doing is just witnessing these terrible things day after day, newscast after newscast, and despairing for the future of humanity. It's part of the madness of econoculture that we should feel in some way responsible for the terrible things we see happening over which we have absolutely no control or influence. Typically, our only outlet is writing a check in econoculture's language, an offering of dollars to assuage our consciences. Otherwise, Without this imputed sense of responsibility, we might just disengage. Above all else, econoculture wants us to remain fully engaged with its madness. 
going invisible entails a radical departure from the helpless, passive witnessing of terrible things that is expected of us by iconoculture. It encourages disengagement. Many invisibles I know declare themselves not present as calamity witnesses. They deflect to the side those imputed responsibilities and go invisible to much of the world beyond their immediate experience. Isolating themselves from worldwide catastrophe overexposure is another expression of non-participation that is almost as controversial as refusing to vote. They decline responsibility for all these calamities, even the starving babies. Radical non-participation withdraws attention from all such distant calamities and disasters that do not directly affect them and their circle of love. The distinction is not always easy to make. The collapse of a distant galaxy into a black hole may arouse little more than curiosity. But can we safely, morally ignore the thousands of fellow human beings drowned by a Malaysian tsunami? Can we ignore the hurricane refugees in Texas who may eventually end up on our doorstep? Lives lost in a Russian reactor meltdown may not deprive us of a good night's rest, but how can we ignore the radioactive cloud drifting in our direction? I don't pretend to have answers, said Doc. All invisibles must determine for themselves what attentional peripheries, as we call them, work best for them. This applies to local political attention as well as our overall awareness of events in the nation and around the world. Just how much econoculture do we screen out with our all-lies defense and other evasive measures? How many fathoms must we descend beneath the commercial fray to escape its most harmful influences? Or perhaps better yet, to escape its influence altogether and adopt another, much happier way of life. Different sensibilities call for different attentional peripheries. Different times require periphery adjustments. Those who choose to remain politically active must stay informed of events that could affect their actions. Those less active have correspondingly less need for such information. Some pay little or no attention to events beyond their state, county, city, or town. Others, I have known, restrict their attention to their immediate neighborhood, a suburban tract, or a city block. The most strict practitioners of non-participation train their attention to focus only on things immediately present in their experience. 
if they can't see it or hear it or smell it or taste it or lay hands on it, in the present moment, they give it no further thought. I have been surprised to learn how pleasant and liberating it can be for some people to live like this. It's like the Chinese poet Twang Po said a couple of thousand years ago. Quote, The ignorant reject what they see, but not what they think. The wise reject what they think, but not what they see. Unquote. Coming up. How Invisibles Contribute to Our Radical Revolution of Values. For more on Going Invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word with no spaces. <laughs> 